Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, and uh, we are one week away from school being, a week and a couple days, from school being out. I can't wait. And Heidi's last day of school is tomorrow, uh, but then she's got a couple of prep day or whatever, breakdown days and all that nonsense. Uh, so I cannot wait for her to be done with school, and... I can have some consistent backup. <laughs> it, uh, it's been a long last couple months. Um, I don't know why uh, she has been getting home so late. Um, but it seems like the number of days I do have the kids until it's bedtime. Like, I get the babies dressed for bed sometimes she shows up at 6 25 as i'm feeding them bottles or gets here in time to feed them and then put them down uh, but the number of times in the last month that she has gotten home in time to actually interact with the babies beyond just getting them ready for bed a couple um and there's some days where she's like I was going to stop by this store, and then the lines were long, and then I didn't realize it was this late. Okay. Um, and there's those where she's just at work, or she's like, oh, well, I got caught up talking to the security guy leaving school. Uh, then, you know, have a little awareness. And, you know, I'm sorry. If I was still coaching football... And it was time for me to go to spend time with the kids before bedtime. And somebody, even if it was interesting and I wanted to talk to them, I'd be like, oh, sorry, I, I got to run. The wife's waiting for me. I got to run. And that, that's it. Um, but that's just not how she works. Um, or, you know, she, she's had into school year, being a, a history teacher, lots of projects to grade. So like this past weekend, she had like... 10 hours of grading to do over the weekend and because Heidi is a nice person and a good teacher and an interesting person people are constantly coming into her room to chat to gossip to bitch and moan whatever and she doesn't she's not a uh, hard ass enough to be like listen guys (laughs) I've got 10 hours of grading. I want to keep working right now. Uh, I love you, but I, I can't chat. I can't bullshit for a half hour right now. I want to grade so that I can spend time with my family over the weekend. Uh, she doesn't do that. So, you know, she'll be like, oh, yeah, well, I got done doing carpool at 3.30. And then, like, four different people came in and were talking at me. And so I only got, like, 20 minutes of work done in the two hours I was there. Okay, well, <laughs> that's not good. And uh, that's not on me. That's and uh, I go back to a couple years ago where she uh, really got motivated uh, fitness wise, and she was going to the YMCA five nights a week to uh, exercise for forty-five to sixty minutes, sometimes more. And she was able to get home at a reasonable hour, and. Uh, like 6, 6.15, 
And so how is it now that you're not doing that and you can't get home before 6.30 most nights? And uh, I, you know, don't want to tell her what to do. So I made the suggestion or I said, you know, if you can give me one night a week where you're home at 5.45. You know, I, I consider 5.45 or 6 a reasonable time for you to be home. And so if you're home at 5.45 once a week, then, you know, two nights a week, you can stay till 6.30. You know, stay, stay and get extra work done. But if you have to leave 15 minutes earlier than you normally would, and then you have to do 15 minutes of work after everybody goes to bed, I think that's worth it. And getting to spend some dang time with the kids and I've told her numerous times, my least favorite part of the day is 5.30 to bedtime. Uh, babies are fired up, and they are sometimes cranky, and there's usually a James there, so there's three kids, and they, they just kind of get uh, too fired up, like... Um, you know, they just start going a little crazy because they've been in Babyland, they've been on a walk, they've eaten, now they're ready to be free and go nuts, and it's just be nice to have another adult there at least once or twice a week. Um, so I've, I've told her, you know, school year's almost over, but by next fall, we have to have a plan and something's got to change because it's not. I'm not okay with you getting home four or five days a week at 6.30. And, you know, it's a hassle getting the babies ready for bed all by myself. One is constantly, whoever I'm not with is just fishing around the bedroom, looking for trouble, going on Heidi's side of the bed, opening her drawer. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's what's going on there. Uh, and I, you know, very excited to have her be home and, um, I, mean, I can do my e-site work whenever I please. I don't have to wait for Heidi's parents to get here and, uh, you know, cram all my work into a two hour block in addition to my cleaning duties and, uh, so, you know, hey, I, I can do a work call at 8 a.m. And then, you know, uh, so that'll be nice. And um, still going to have Heidi's parents come over so that Heidi doesn't feel pressured to, uh, you know, be the sole caregiver while I'm doing work stuff. And, you know, she can go work on the garage or do some project of hers. Um and, uh, yeah, I'm a couple weeks away from my dad vacation up in Paso Robles. Very excited about that. That is on the uh, 28th, 29th, come back the 30th. I can't wait to get in that big soaker tub and listen to podcasts and audiobooks and not do anything for three days. Um, can't wait for James's school to be over too. 
Um, it's been a rough school year. His behavioral troubles have been well documented on this podcast. Um, it, it's so hard coming out of the pandemic for all these kids. He had virtual kindergarten, half a year of virtual preschool. Um, so he's never been in a environment with 26 other kids. And uh, so I, I don't blame him. Uh, but it's still just been rough. And I've got like a little bit of PTSD every time I get the notification on the phone from the Parent Square app, which is how the teacher messages us. I'm like, oh, God, what did he do now? Oh, thank goodness. It's just the principal sending out a general message. Whew. Um, the other day, the teacher messages us saying, uh, Friday, James asked another student to punch him in the private parts. And then today he was grabbing his private parts a bunch. Dang it, James. <laughs> um, and then they were practicing for the step-up ceremony. That's what they call like the graduation or whatever. And James is intentionally not singing the correct lyrics, not doing any of the body movements, and yelling, I hate CWC, while they're trying to sing. Dude, come on, James. Um, don't be a jerk. And uh, uh, Heidi the other day said, yeah, you know, I don't think James's teacher likes him, likes us. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that. You know, I've had the same thought. Uh, it's definitely felt pretty cold recently. And, uh, you know, part of that is she said she wasn't going to update us often about his behavior, which... And how else are we supposed to know? Like, he's a seven-year-old. He doesn't... It, getting him to tell us anything about the day is near impossible. So if you don't give us reports, how the hell are we supposed to know what's going on? And uh, so we told her, listen, uh, we need to know if he does anything aggressive or violent. Okay? And that's how we left it. Um, and then I asked Heidi a day later, like, uh, so what made you say that? And... At the uh, back-to-school type night where the kids got to show off their art, uh, my mom and Heidi went, and James went, and Heidi said, yeah, you know, uh, she was just very, uh, she was very extra warm and welcoming and friendly to everybody else, and just gave the bare minimum of politeness to Heidi and James, and spent very little time with them, and yeah, that, that sounds about right and that, that sucks like i i get it you're a teacher you're burnt out and james hasn't many he has required a lot of your attention and part of that is the school's fault it took them until january to get a behavioral plan in place and then it wasn't even working right until like february and um so you know, James is a sweet kid. And yeah, has he been difficult? Yeah. H have Heidi and I been like super responsive and communicative and uh, having your back? Yeah. And so to be kind of a bitch to us and to James sucks. F you. Um... Because in the first half, it was still fairly warm. And um, that's a bummer. It kind of bummed me out. And nuts to her. 
and it's been frustrating. I've reached out to two parents. Um, one that is a kid James really likes, a boy, and then a, a girl that the teacher says James gets along really well with. And I've reached out to both parents and said, hey, we should, you know, in the next couple months get together. And nothing. Yeah, you know, like uh, just a polite, like, oh, yeah, you know, busy right now. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer that we haven't made friends with anybody in his first grade year. And uh, we are going this Saturday to the end of the year gala auction fundraiser, whatever, beer night. And uh, so that'll be a chance to get to know some people, maybe. My one experience going to the coffee social uh all the parents were already in their little clicks like i was walking around with a coffee cup and like standing by a group of people in a circle and trying to engage a little bit and just everybody was so in their own little click i'm like wow this feels just like a high school party this sucks and uh the good news is uh one parent we know for sure that we like is definitely going um there's a, a guy whose kid is a year younger than us, uh, and we he's on the same t-ball team as James, and we've hit it off with him. So at the very least, we can kick it with him, and, uh, you know, if everybody else is in clicks, we got one friend there. Um, yeah, so I'll be glad that James is done with this teacher, and... Um, Hopefully he hasn't, you know, with this behavioral stuff, hasn't alienated any of these kids because there's only two classes worth of kids in this grade. And, you know, he's going to be with a lot of them next year in second grade. And, uh, yeah, now first impressions can uh, last. Um, James has been saying he wants to quit... Uh, taekwondo or hapkido and uh so we're gonna give it a hard look you know grandma's been going with him and so it's hard to get a real um sense of things from her and so how you'll go for the next month and we'll figure out if james is getting anything out of it and in theory it's important for his cerebral palsy but if he's not doing much then nuts to that 180 bucks i don't need to spend a month um cub scouts is wrapping up its little bridge ceremony is tonight and so he won't be having that over the summer it'll just be horse riding physical therapy and hop keto and that's it um looking into a couple of outschool.com things but nothing really stuck out to me as uh being anything he'd be really into uh, web-based classes um what else so i am on the neighborhood council uh greater valley Glen neighborhood council i've been on there for four years maybe and i'm currently the vice president 
Uh, not because I'm great at it, just because I've been on there for a long time and nobody else wanted to do it. And don't really have any specific duties. If we were still meeting in person, I would run the meeting if the president had to step out. But since it's all on Zoom, it doesn't really mean anything. It's a volunteer position. I don't get paid for it, but I am a government official. I have to do all the city ethics training that the mayor does or any government employee. If I were to break the ethics code, I could get fined up to $25,000. So it, it's serious, even though I'm unpaid. And it, it's not a huge time commitment. Um, but it's just my way of trying to do something modest for my community. And I have gotten things done in my time. Uh, just to list some of them. I got a stop sign installed at a T intersection where people used to race down uh, in my neighborhood. And it's not going to stop everybody. But if it makes some people slow down instead of going 60 miles an hour down this long stretch of street, then that's a win. Um, I got fencing put up around my neighborhood's elementary school. People used to park in the parking lot and party, and they would find condoms and booze bottles and sometimes drug paraphernalia sitting against the fence where the elementary school kids play. And F that. Go in a different, go somewhere else to party, you stupid teenagers. <laughs> um, so I got fencing put up, and it's now a locked parking lot. Good. Um, and they also used to park on the street around the perimeter of the school and I got some bright lighting installed around the perimeter and that it, some people still park there it's amazing that they're not deterred it's this bright white daylight light and like who wants to go drink a six-pack there uh, but some people still do but it has discouraged some illicit activity so good um what else uh, we helped purchase a shade structure for our Valley Glen Community Park. That's worthwhile. And uh, oh, we also purchased a radar feedback device. So not just one of those things that you drive by and it tells you how fast you're going. It accumulates the data. So it tells the LAPD how many people are, how fast everybody's driving. It doesn't take down license plates or anything. It's not a, uh, it's just a data machine but it helps them determine where they need to have enforcement because there are not enough cops to do speed enforcement here in Los Angeles. So this tells them, you know, we, we have anecdotal evidence, hey, uh, this intersection really is bad. And then we put this machine there for a couple of weeks and then they can tell, okay, well, yeah, during these times there are 47% of drivers going over the speed limit by more than 20 miles an hour. Uh, I think that's a great thing to have in our neighborhood. Uh, so those are all things that I helped get done. There's one guy uh, who, I'll go into his story in a little bit, but uh, during um, email exchanges and social media posts, he said about our neighborhood council, it's full of nothing but uh, real estate agents whose only goal is to drive up the home prices. I take offense to that. We have 16 board members. Two of them are real estate people. 
the rest aren't. I'm a stay-at-home disabled father. I am disgusted by what our home prices are right now. I would love it if people of my generation and my friends could afford a house in my neighborhood. They can't. Housing prices have gone up from, in 2016, this house was $650,000. And I'm blessed that my parents didn't want me to move out of state and they helped me get it. Um, the house, according to Zillow, is currently worth $1.2 million in six years. It's doubled. And that's good for me, uh, but I just feel awful for all my peers. Uh, other than a veteran who used the like veteran loans to get a house, and then a friend of Heidi's who they both make good money, I know nobody who owns a house. Everybody rents. So how dare this D-bag say that that's my motivation for being on the neighborhood council and that I'm a real estate agent? Um, and then in some email correspondence, he said, we are all self-serving assholes and all we care about is the Greater Valley Glen Neighborhood Council. So tell me, how have my actions been self-serving? Me getting a stop sign in a dangerous stretch of road? Oh yeah, totally self-serving. Uh, shade structure at a park to keep kids cool. Yeah, self-serving. Um, trying to keep a school parking lot safer. Yeah. Uh, so what a prick. And I should probably have thicker skin, but I have tried so hard to be nice to this guy. So what brought all this on was he has a, quote, neighborhood farm stand. And none of his neighbors wanted him to build it because it would bring traffic and homeless people into the neighborhood. It's a little stand he built in front of his house where people can give and take fruit and vegetables. And nice idea, but neighbors didn't want him to do it. And he did it anyways. And he um, exaggerates how big it is and how wonderful it is. And every time I've heard of somebody going to it, they're like, yeah, there were four lemons in there. There's always a little bit of crappy citrus, and that's it. And then his girlfriend puts out, like, these boutique items. Um, and so he tries to organize a block party for the, week, uh, for the block, from the neighborhood. And he, a couple of years ago, asked us to sponsor him. And, well, we can't sponsor him because, according to the city regulations, we can give a neighborhood purpose grant to a school or a 5013C or whatever, a nonprofit. We cannot give money to a person for a block party. It would violate our rules, the city's rules. And so... That was he's had this event six times, I think. And so on his most recent flyer, he put us as a sponsor. So we told him, take it down, dude. You can't say we were a sponsor. We never sponsored you. And he's like, well, you guys were a past sponsor. And then on our original flyer, it said past and present sponsors and supporters. And 
okay, who who was a sponsor? Who who and he won't you ask him questions and he goes on a narcissistic rant about being harassed and persecution. He's always playing the victim card. Um and so yeah, you you, you ask him, so who on the board supported you? And what he's confused by is Words of encouragement from individual board members does not equal support or sponsorship. People were polite and they gave him advice on how he could solicit uh, our support. Um, but that, that is not us supporting him. If you want our support or sponsorship, you need to go to the community outreach committee and propose your thing. Then they need to vote on it and make a proposal to the general board and then the general board needs to vote on it he did none of that so it is misinformation and fraudulent for him to claim that we are a sponsor or ever were and there's an email chain of like 15 emails going back and forth he always cc's 11 people including his mother who lives in like new york and he just talks about how he's being harassed by one board member who's a neighbor and he's always the victim. And I have tried to be nice and kind and helpful and explain stuff. And he just will ignore whatever questions or valid points I make and bitch about something else. And so in the last day I've said, Matthew, you say I'm self-serving and you called me an asshole. Tell me here are my accomplishments. How are those self-serving? How are my actions on the neighborhood council self-serving? And then he just bitches about something else, about how I'm condescending. And then he then he says, I pointed out to him, you didn't answer my question. How am I self-serving? Well, geez, man, you got so many questions. Why don't I take you to coffee and we can talk? I don't want to go to coffee with you, dude. Why would I want to go to coffee with somebody that calls me an asshole and thinks I'm self-serving? Answer my question. How am I self-serving? And, uh, yeah, that, that was my last email to him. Asked him for fourth time how I'm self-serving. And uh, I can't tell him to go F himself. That would be an ethics violation. Um, so I'm being very civil. And it, it's extra obnoxious that he is not civil. It just shows the kind of person he is. Um... He two years ago when he was complaining about harassment of his farm stand, he accused one of our board members, a lady in her sixties, who's a neighbor of his. He claimed she peed on his farm stand. Uh, are you aware of how the logistics of that works? Like a a dude could pee on it, sure, but did this lady, sixty-year-old lady? climb up on top of the farm stand and squat down and pee on it. Like that's just an, a ridiculous assertion. Uh, if somebody really did pee on it, it was probably a teenager. Um, yeah. So it's just an odd, odd dude. And I'd love to be able to tell him off. And, uh, yeah. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi continues. Eh. Don't hate it. Don't love it. Just eh. Um, Strange New Worlds. Still enjoying it. Uh, Saw Top Gun. I liked it a lot. Uh, I was super pleased by it. 
when the uh, trailers came out, I started yelling at the trailer, hey, you better play freaking uh, Danger Zone. If you don't play Danger Zone, I'm going to be pissed off. And 90 seconds into the movie, what do they play? Danger Zone. Good job, movie. Um, <laughs> and it hit all the right nostalgia notes, and it still felt fresh. Uh, a little bit of a retread on some stuff, but I don't care. It was fun. I have absolutely no problems with it. And uh, I believe the good things you've been hearing. So that is that. And uh, talk to you guys soon.